1: $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash Clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Clay, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast.
0: Second hour of Clay and Buck kicks off right now, and we know that Hunter Biden... Got a, uh, sweetheart deal from the Department of Justice and the federal prosecutors, uh, that were looking at him for five years. You know, Jonathan Turley wrote a very good op ed on this one. And, uh, I've also, I saw Tucker's monologue on this on uh, Twitter yesterday. And a couple of important points from that. One, Think about what went on here. This is from, from the, the Turley op-ed. I think it was in New York Post. Uh, he says, cause there are a lot of this. We, we covered the main things yesterday. Uh, I told you it was going to be deferred prosecution on the felonies. So, so basically no felonies, only misdemeanors, wipe the whole thing away. And now the key is they use this to try to shut down anything looking into the Bidens more broadly. They're going to say, we already dealt with that. Hunter already faced justice. Sure, he did. We know though that that's the plan, but there were a couple of additional details that when Clay and I were on together yesterday, we, we didn't really dive into. Uh, and one of them is, this is again, uh, from the Turley op-ed. Why did it take five years? Five years. They looked at this for five years and what they came up with was a gun charge that was obvious from the beginning, which they put into a diversion program, a diversion program, which is usually for, you know, addicts. But Hunter's not an addict anymore, so why does he get this? Oh, it's not his fault. He's an addict. Let's put him in a diversion program. Seems kind of strange, right? There are there's other um deferred prosecution agreements that can exist, but generally speaking, this one looks like they set it up like, oh, well, Hunter's an addict, so we got to give him special treatment. But the, they gave him special treatment because he's Joe Biden's son. All right. So five years for a misdemeanor. Failure to file. Failure to file. All right? Okay, that's interesting. There's a lot more they could have gone for. The one, though, that is entirely both inexcusable from a legal perspective and um, politically very potent, the, the, you can understand the rationale behind this, is the lack of a, a FARA charge, Foreign Agent Registration Act. Now, Farah is, uh, this is one of those laws that basically didn't really, you know, didn't really get enforced at all. It didn't get enforced at all until uh, Trump came along. It's a little bit in that regard, like the Logan Act. The Logan Act has not been used in over, I think, 150 years. It's been around for a long time. Uh, has to do with interfering in the foreign policy of the United States and it it goes back to an earlier era where the country was surrounded by Britain Spain France and there were uh, people individual citizens engaged in machinations with those foreign governments not on behalf of the United States government right but the Logan Act has never been used against anybody but they dusted it off remember this i I, I I think that we often put these things out of our minds because we don't want to believe that this country is turning into a an, a totalitarian, collectivist nightmare. But it is edging in that direction year after year. It is taking steps in that direction. So it, there's a little bit of a disbelief that I think we have to fight through. Remember what they did to General Flynn. General Flynn was the incoming national security advisor, and they used the Logan Act, and this was Comey, the same Comey who had Martha Stewart when he was the prosecutor in Connecticut, uh, sent to prison for five months for basically nothing. You know, lying about a conversation she had about a non-criminal activity, which was talking to her stockbroker. That's what happened. Five months in prison for Martha Stewart. Yeah. But when we look at what they did with the Logan Act, they created a legal pretext to go after somebody. And what you realize is that if the authorities want to do that, they can do this with anybody. Think think about how easy it is to um to SWAT someone. What do you do? You call the police and you say, Oh, I, I see somebody, you know, he's he's got a gun in a house and I'm scared and he's threatening people, and then you know they go in. This is a horrible thing that it's happened to people I know in conservative media. Horrible thing where, you know, all cops all come running in, and people can die because of this. Right? Well, because you're creating the false pretext of the need for massive law enforcement response. That's what swatting somebody is. So th- that's an abuse of law. It's a crime. What the DOJ did in the Logan Act situation with um, General Flynn was they pretended that this was a crime that anybody cares about so they could entrap him in a conversation with their note-taking what was the real record of what he said? Oh, it's whatever the FBI says. Okay. And they they took him out that way. Now you look at Paul Manafort. And this is why I'm talking about this. They dusted off Farah, just like they dusted off Logan Act to go after Manafort. No one had ever, think about that, no one in the history of the country had ever gone to prison for a Logan Act violation. I think they brought one case a long time ago, and it was like thrown out. I mean, it's a, it's a joke. They dusted off the Farah, and they used it against Manafort. Now, if there was ever a time where there was an open-shut case for a violation of law under Farah, it would be Hunter Biden. He is the son of the vice president when he's doing some of this. He is meeting with foreign nationals. He is a bag man taking millions and millions of dollars from them Obviously, to advance the interests of those foreign governments and foreign nationals. I mean, this is the most clear. And and I, I, Tucker, by the way, a brilliant point that Tucker made on his uh, Twitter show yesterday, which was, how's Hunter Biden even supporting himself? I mean, this guy—he's got—he's paying twenty thousand dollars a month in child support to the child that he doesn't even want to have the Biden name, and he's now won that in court. Not not carrying the name. He's disavowed this child. That's the kind of guy he is. And so has Joe Biden, the grandfather, disavowed the child. Not the child's fault. But Joe Biden's a make-believe Catholic who thinks that abortion all nine months of a pregnancy is, you know, a fundamental right. So these people are soulless. Soulless. That's not a surprise at all. But Tucker makes this point that you have Hunter Biden supporting himself. No one even really knows how. And he supported himself for years. And not just barely. I mean, Hunter's not sitting around, you know, opening up Kansas SpaghettiOs in a 400-square-foot studio. This sounds like me in Manhattan, like, a few years back. But, you know, in some tiny studio, just making making... He's living in, you know, a mansion in Malibu, and he's driving around in, like, a Porsche or a Ferrari or whatever. I mean, Hunter's living really well. And then you go, oh, that's right, the paintings. The paintings. And... There's no interest in looking into that situation either. Hunter Biden's finger paintings, and if you see them, they really do look like something that a toddler in the third grade would do with a paintbrush. No offense to any toddlers out there. Or I guess you're not a toddler, but a young kid in the third grade. You know what I mean? You know, painting and painting and selling them for $50,000 for prints? I was was watching the Tucker thing on Twitter. I said to myself, oh, my gosh, that's right. Because I used to, when, when I would argue... With the hacks over at CNN when they still had conservatives on and say 2015 that the Clinton Foundation can't believe it's eight years ago. Now, the Clinton Foundation was a scam. It was a pass through fake charity that gave tax advantage donations for the Clintons to support their lifestyle and their brand and to run effectively a super PAC under the guise of a charity, which that's that's how gross the Clintons are. That, you know, they're even gross when it comes to charity. And I always said, you know, you're paying Hillary $300,000. No one makes $300,000 a speech. Bill got paid, I think at one point, $800,000 for a speech. That's not getting paid for a speech when it was by a Russian bank. That's a bribe. Why do you think North Korea at one point had an inquiry? Remember this about either Bill or Hillary speaking for a fee? It's a bribe. And. They were trying to do this over and over again from countries that were so uh, unacceptable that was such a politically damaging revelation that the Clintons were like, okay, fine. I mean, they made uh, personally a hundred million dollars off of speeches and and books. Let me tell you, that's really hard to do—books that nobody buys and speeches that nobody remembers. But my point in this is that I used to say, I said, well, what if Hillary said, "Oh, I'm not. I'm a painter. You know, I'm painting now." that's how hillary sounds and all of a sudden she's saying her paintings are worth a million dollars each or something and and only foreign buyers are buying them right only like the you know the saudis the russians the chinese are buying hillary's foreign paintings at a million dollars a piece that's not a bribe, right i used to use that as the example of what a sham the clinton foundation was and that is what hunter biden is doing oh yeah i'm a painter now sure you are buddy The whole thing is is as corrupt as it gets and and this is the problem for the Democrats there's no turning back for them with any of this because what what is their their biggest their biggest sense of moral superiority is Trump's a criminal that's really what they think. Trump is a criminal is what they always say and if there's just enough of the public that recognizes that what is a bigger threat what is honestly as an American a bigger threat to um your sense of the government as working in your interests Donald Trump having some boxes of documents in a you know uh, a locker or the shower or whatever or the son of the sitting president being a bagman for China and Ukraine and go down the list and I'm sure there's even some we haven't heard of yet to the tune of millions and millions of dollars which is more likely but first of all they're they're both criminal right now you could say hold on a second you're saying the Trump thing is criminal. Yeah, but it's criminal in the way that, you know, a lot of things could be if you want to make the case. But one of them doesn't matter to you and the other does. One of them actually has an effect on what the likely course of US policy is and the other is a document dispute. But they bring, they bring the one charge with the fullest force of the law against Trump and with Hunter Biden they make the whole thing disappear. Remember this, they're trying to shut down everything around the Biden crime family because it is a real risk with the whistleblower who's come forward with the information about this. We can see what's going on and they only seem they only seem interested in the law when it is a weapon against republicans. And and I don't just mean politically in general. Uh, you know, someone's a criminal. Someone's done terrible things. You know, let's let's give him another chance. Unless you're a Republican. If you are a Republican and you know you have doc, <laughs> never your former president. But if you're a Republican and you um commit jaywalking, they start screaming. The law is the law. If you're a Democrat and you're running around getting paid $50,000 for reproductions of crappy artwork that are obvious efforts to try to curry influence and try to get bribery going for the Biden crime family, on top of the millions set aside in LLCs, on top of the fact that this wasn't just, I forgot to file. That's not even the right charge. He didn't forget to file his taxes. He refused to tell the government about millions of dollars from overseas interests. Why? It wasn't going to be a good look. A good look for pops for ten percent for the big guy. So we all see the politics. We see what's going on here, and and that's I think what causes so much of the frustration and so much of the uh, the anger that's out there. They are telling you to not believe your lying eyes and ears. They care about justice. Ignore what you're actually seeing, and we sit here and we say no. We say no. Look, we're all still feeling the effects of inflation. Inflation is still high, and prices are really high, especially for the stuff you need day in and day out, at the gas station, the supermarket, home repairs, restaurants, you name it. Most of us are paying these bills with a credit card. Consumer debt rose over a trillion dollars in the last year. That's the biggest increase in 20 years. But if you're a homeowner, there's a way out. There's some help. Call our friends at American Financing. They'll put together a plan to pay off that high-interest credit card debt and create meaningful savings for you every month. They're saving people just like you up to $1,000 a month and closing on the paperwork in as fast as 10 days. Don't wait. Get yourself into a better position. Call their salary-based mortgage consultants today and see how much you can save. The 25 years of experience and 7,000 glowing Google reviews speak volumes about their ability to save homeowners money. And if you start today, you could delay two mortgage payments, giving you greater savings up front. Call American Financing today, 800-777-8109. That's 800-777-8109. Or visit AmericanFinancing.net, NMLS 182334, NMLSConsumerAccess.org.
1: Truth after truth, you can handle the truth. Clay Travis and Buck
0: Sexton.
1: Up to a hundred dollars. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code Clay. That's C L A Y to get set up and get a deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Pick more, pick
0: less. It's that easy. Welcome back. So we knew that there was going to be a lot of uh, cleanup on aisle Biden. There was going to be the PR effort to make it seem like it wasn't a total um, Democrat fix. For Hunter Biden to plead to misdemeanors and get a diversion program, this is there's there's no penalty basically, nothing. Five year investigation, federal crimes committed, nothing happens to him. But you know, over at the View, living in delusion land, their chief legal analyst at that table, because I guess it's not Joy Behar. Oh gosh, Joy is a legal analyst. Could you imagine? Great. What do you think of the chances that if we asked Joy Behar off uh, asked her to name three of the first ten amendments to the Constitution, she could do it? I mean, honestly, she got to do three. She'd get the first, maybe the second. You think she could get a third? But Sonny Hostin is their uh, chief. I'm saying chief legal analyst, whatever. She's the one at the table with a law degree. And here's her take on the of uh, the Hunter Biden plea deal. Play it.
2: It's not really a sweetheart deal. I mean, he pled guilty to two misdemeanor, tax violations, tax crimes, and he got probation for it. He paid the taxes back, yet he was still charged. And typically, when you pay the taxes back, you don't get charged. Yeah. Uh-huh. In my view, a pretty zealous and robust charging document for the behavior. They also gave him what is called a diversion program for the felony gun charge. And that is because he lied about his drug abuse uh-huh. when he applied for the permit. There are like millions of people that apply for permit and and lie on their gun charges and less than i think one percent of those people are ever charged under this felony statute and so i would say it's the opposite of this sort of you know sweetheart deal he's being held to account
0: oh boy lies lies if you if you used llc's to hide millions of dollars of income over the course of years you would go to prison Oh, but he paid it back because they found him. Because they said, Hey, hold on a second. So that's, I mean, that's just the most blatant lie. Yeah. If, if sure, if you don't, you know, if you, if you, if you did a job over the weekend, you got paid $500 and someone, you know, 1099 you and you forgot. Yeah. Of course you pay that back. Right. I mean, you got to be reasonable. You know, if, if, if you, you wrote off a, a couple of dinners that you shouldn't have for your business because did it really qualify or whatever? Yeah. You pay that back not millions of dollars of LLC money being hidden. That's not... That's tax evasion, which is a felony. Oh, misdemeanors. You got charged with the misdemeanor. And she should ask uh, um, the rapper Kodak Black, who was pardoned by Trump, I should note, about lying on a gun form. He got four years in prison for that? Oh, it never happens. One, it's not even true. It's not true, but... Of course it's not true. The truth isn't the point over there. It's simply not. Small business owners have been benefiting from a little-known IRS refund program just for them. It's part of a program called the Employee Retention Credit, or the ERC. The company that's really studied this and helped tens of thousands of business owners already is Innovation Refunds. In fact, Innovation Refunds has completed over 17,000 returns for many kinds of businesses restaurants, bars, hotels, construction, medical offices, retail stores, a wide variety. Government data experts have estimated that 86% of small businesses are likely eligible to receive an ERC tax credit. The challenge is cutting through the red tape to get your money. Innovation Refunds has specialized tax attorneys who are experienced in government application tax returns. Go to their website now. Getrefunds.com to start the process. That's getrefunds.com. There's no upfront charge. They don't get paid unless you get paid. Innovation refunds has already helped clients claim over $5 billion back through the ERC. So go to getsrefunds.com All right, we know that Durham is testifying today. Remember, Durham was the special counsel appointed to look into Russia collusion and, and all of the mess over at the FBI. I, I wanted you to hear some of the key moments of that testimony. We we'll Talk about a little bit here. First off, uh, you had him just straight up saying what people like me and like what we've been saying on this show for a long time have been saying all along, which is the truth. That truth is that the FBI at the top levels has become an instrument of Democrat politics. It has abused the power and the trust of the American people to advance a, a grossly partisan agenda. It has undermined public faith in it as an institution, and it has created a circumstance where they don't trust the FBI. That's really where we are. You know, we, we just want an FBI that's out there stopping bad guys from doing bad things. It's really all we want. We don't need an FBI that's opening up full field investigations on Carter Page because someone says that he said something about something at a bar. Or, I'm sorry, that's George Papadopoulos. Carter Page, because, you know, they, the same, same logic applies. Same thing. Papadopoulos, Carter Page. Look at how the extremes they went to. I talked to you before about the Logan Act. And they had analysts. Oh, I'm so serious. I'm a legal analyst going on MSNBC and CNN for years saying, well, the Logan Act is, is a, you know, it's a good, good federal law still. It's good federal law. A law that hasn't been used in 150 years is good federal law. Really? People say that with a straight face. Oh, if you want that MSNBC contract, you will. That's part of this, too. The Democrat cult, you have to be willing to debase yourself. You have to be willing to assert the lies. Things you know aren't true. Oh, do men have an advantage over women in sports? I don't know. I don't think so. It's really hard to know this one. I... You know what they're doing. They make everybody complicit in the lie, and they debase your ability to think through anything in the process. It confuses people. It confuses the public all at once. Anyway, here is John Durham talking about the FBI today on Capitol Hill. Play two. From the report, I gathered that key FBI leaders, all the way at the top, were predisposed to go after candidate Trump. This bias likely affected the conduct of FBI personnel in this investigation. Is that true? Yes. Can you describe that for a moment? How did confirmation bias play into this? Confirmation bias, as
2: uh, was alluded to, uh, has to do with our uh, human tendency to accept things that we already think are true and to reject anything else. In this instance, there are any number of significant red flags <clears throat> that were raised that were simply ignored. They didn't take the logical investigative steps that should have been taken.
0: So they decided they were going to get Trump and they created a narrative that allowed them to continue on that mission you know, they turned into Ahab and Trump was the white whale. And this is, this was the whole thing. This was the decision. And whatever would get in the way of that didn't matter. So Comey and McCabe and Strzok and all the rest of them, you remember them from the Trump years. They were lying to you. They were lying to the American people. That's why McCabe got fired. Uh, that's why anybody who takes uh, Comey at face value, I mean, these people, they betrayed betrayed their oath to the country. Now, they think they were heroes because they were going after the commander-in-chief, the president, the chief executive of the United States government, Donald Trump. They think that they were heroes in that process, but they threw out all the principles that they pretended to espouse in order to get there. And if you're wondering, because I often say this, and people say, oh, Buck, you know, the FBI... There are FBI people that listen to this show because they're with us ideologically. They agree with us. I have friends of the FBI or former Marines and former, you know, Rangers, and they go in the FBI when they come out. So, you know, I'm not talking about the field agent who's trying to stop, you know, child sex trafficking or, you know, cartels or kidnapping or, you know, uh, all that stuff, right? I mean, a lot of the FBI stuff is trying to prevent these uh, scamsters from ripping off elderly people these days, which is happening at a horrible rate of, uh, you know, they, they try to find people and they get them to click on something and they get the password and I mean, all this stuff now because we're all online all the time. So anyway, that's important, right? You know, if, if somebody uh, if if somebody engages in those acts, I want them punished and I want good people to be involved in tracking them down and stopping them and that's what we want from our fbi we don't want the nonsense with the trump and going after him and you know all this stuff we've seen and the weaponization of the fbi against the pro-life movement. it's more than just trump that's important too it is more than just donald trump that the fbi has been used against in this way and you know merrick garland think about this merrick garland the attorney general under Biden, was offered up as the middle-of-the-road Supreme Court justice. You remember when they tried that one at uh, the end of the Obama's second term and Mitch McConnell said, we're not giving him a vote? Oh, but he's so moderate. He's, he's an honest guy. Yeah, the guy that let this fly for even a, a second, that parents at school board meetings were a concern for federal law enforcement because... Because they think that the the teachers that shut down these schools, the teachers' unions and the teacher apparatus should get a little pushback. That Merrick Garland? Yeah. But the rank and file of the FBI, um, some, look, some of them are bad, some of them are good. It's like any organization. It's like people ask you about the CIA. There are amazing people in the CIA. And I know that's uh, you think, oh, you're, you know, it's like a deep state buck thing to say. And no, there there are great people who work there. I know some great people who work there, so I, I speak of what I know. Um But there are also scum. There's scum who works there. And there are leftists who manage to work their way up to the bureaucracy. And if the institution, if the people who control, it's kind of like Disney, right? We know that Disney has been overtaken by the wokeness at the top level. Does every, you know, does everyone who works, does the guy work in the concession stand or putting on the costume or whatever at Disney World? Is he uh, a woke lib? No, it's a guy or a girl trying to get a paycheck. Trying to do a job, it's about the leadership and how that filters down through the whole structure. And this is what I thought this was important. John Durham says that he has had FBI agents come to him and say they are sorry for what the they didn't do anything, but they are sorry for what the bureau did. Play four.
2: I have had um, any number of FBI agents um, who I've worked with over the years. Some of them retired. Some are still in place who have come to me and apologized for the manner in which uh, that investigation was undertaken. I take that seriously. These are good, hardworking, the majority of people in the FBI, decent human beings who swear uh, under their oaths to uh, abide by the law and and the like. And uh, I think that that typifies, exemplifies of the concern here. Uh, There are investigative activities undertaken or not undertaken here, uh, which raise real concerns about whether or not the law was followed. The policies in place, the FBI were followed.
0: So I think he says well there. There there were failures because of ideology. There were deep state actors in the FBI. It's not all of the FBI. And so now you get to a very difficult question, and it's one that we face in a whole range of institutions, and some would even say, you know, political parties these days, uh, which. Is when an institution has corruption of its core purpose at the very top, is your obligation to stay and defend the good people that still remain and try to take power back or is your obligation to leave and argue for its you know dissolution? So if someone's been in the FBI, for example, for ten or fifteen years, they're at that, you know, mid mid level management, mid upper management level. Right. You say, oh, well, if you're a patriot, you you would take you would take action. You would resign. People will tell me this. How could you even work there? People have said this to me about the CIA. How could you ever work the CIA? I look at them. And I say I joined the CIA because I watched an attack on my hometown, on my city, on my country, on 9-11. And I wanted to go do whatever I could to help find those Al Qaeda pieces of filth and help our operators and our airmen and everybody else just drop bombs on them. That's what I wanted. That was the goal. uh, It it wasn't, you know, to to get involved in Crossfire Hurricane. It wasn't to uh, go after Trump or any of this stuff. No. So people join these institutions often for reasons that all of us would support. But it's a tough question, though. Do you stay behind? I mean, it even mirrors the the discussion that Clay and I often have about professional sports. I mean, I I joke around. I'm a little self-deprecating about it. But I, professional sports, I just, I couldn't do it anymore. Couldn't support them. I mean, with some exceptions, and I'm not perfect in this. So if you ever see me like watching a, you know, a tennis match or something, I mean, I'm not saying that I swear it all off, but the NBA and the NFL, I'm basically, I'm done with it. I just won't do it anymore. Clay takes the position. He loves sports so much. He cares so much about what it means for the country that he refuses to let the woke virus take over the whole host and ruin the whole thing. Those are both valid points of view. And when you look at an institution like the FBI, you say to yourself, What do we do? What do the good people inside do? What's their obligation with the best interests of, of the country in mind, as well as their own integrity and honor? And and I I know we need changes at the top, but when people talk about defunding the FBI, I say, okay, AOC was saying defund immigration and customs enforcement. You know whatever you know what shut that down? Which is crazy idea that ice isn't even allowed to, ice is a welcoming committee now for illegal immigrants um but what shut it down was it was well yeah but you just have to build a new one so unless we think we're going to defund the fbi entirely and not have a federal law enforcement agency like it or give remember there's still atf there's all these do we get do we defund all of them i don't have all the answers on I just know that the rot is real. The problems are there. The deep state has been unmasked. It is a real thing. And now we're in a fight to figure out what we do about that. And we need to win. You need to have a president. You need to have a commander-in-chief who is willing to do what is necessary to change the culture of these places and to institute some accountability. Let's talk about the Tunnel of to the Towers Foundation here. Their Let Us Do Good Village in Lando Lakes, Florida is a community that, uh, that will have about 100 homes for the Foundation's program participants when it's all completed. Some families have already moved in. One is a Gold Star family and the family of a severely injured hero who served our nation. The Let Us Do Good Village is a special place where together, families can heal. A community where the children of our nation's fallen or severely injured heroes can grow up and experience life together. It's all thanks to an extraordinary donation of many acres of land and your generosity. Help America's greatest heroes and their families heal together. Make the Let Us Do Good Village the first of many communities like it. With every mortgage-free home, the foundation makes good on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices our heroes have made for our country and our communities. Donate $11 a month to tunnel the towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. the number
1: You don't know what you don't know, right? But you could on the Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck
0: podcast. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand.
1: Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts?
0: You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan. Two, Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you, though? For $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk.
1: You'll get the same quality of service as AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, but for half the cost. The average-sized family saves almost $1,000 a year, all with no contracts and no activation fees. You can keep your cell phone number and your phone
0: Let me tell you about an American company whose entire mission is built around supporting this same community of people, which I'm a part of and proud to be so. GovX.com is an online shopping platform that people like me with service-related backgrounds have been using for years. There are over 8.5 million GovX members benefiting from the site today. As a GovX member, I get access to unbeatable discounts from thousands of trusted brands, sports and entertainment tickets, travel deals, the list goes on. If you're a member, GovX.com is the first place to check when you're shopping online. If you've served our country in the military, law enforcement, firefighting, emergency medical services, or other government agency roles, go to GovX.com. That's X.com, and create your free membership today. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code in the shopping cart, and you'll get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Now, this is a good one. You got Riley Gaines, who speaks out here. There's a Senate. You all know Riley. She's been on the show before. Um, she is the actual women's freestyle NCAA champion from, well, it wasn't this year. It was last year, but she technically in that, uh, in that competition lost to a biological male, uh, Leah Thomas. And Riley is on uh, well, she's on Capitol Hill today and she's been speaking about this issue. So interesting. There's the Senate is calling forward different experts. I want you to hear uh, there is a Democrat witness here for the Senate committee looking into this. I'm trying to find the name of the it's the uh, protecting pride. Here you go. Gaines spoke at the Senate hearing on protecting pride Defending the civil rights of LGBTQ plus Americans. So you got different witnesses being called. The Democrat witness is the first voice that you will hear here. And then you'll hear Riley on this. Um, play, play that cut, guys. You don't Some
2: believe that, that a biological male has a physical advantage in sports over a biological female?
0: Not as a, a definitive statement.
2: Give me an example. Well, no, I, I don't think. How many female members of the NBA do you see?
1: Well, I can say that you know, there's been this news article about men that think that they could beat Serena Williams in tennis right? That they think that they could actually score a point on her. And it's just not the case. She is stronger than that. What's
2: your experience, Ben? Male, female.
1: Both Serena and Venus lost to the 203rd ranked male tennis player, which they're phenoms for women. My experience, my husband, he swam at University of Kentucky as well. In terms of accolades and in terms of national ranking, I was a much better swimmer than him. He could kick my butt any day of the week.
0: How are we even having this conversation as I feel like the constant thought that runs through everyone's minds? Men have an advantage over women. Men have an advantage over women when it comes to strength and speed. And what we're talking about here are trained athletes in the field at issue. Right? So, yeah, Could, could some guy who doesn't play tennis beat Serena Williams in tennis? No, of course not. But if you're talking about at the, at the peak of competition, NCAA division one, professional level, even NCAA level three, uh, you know, uh, division three schools, men are going to destroy, men who think they are women are going to destroy women's sports because it makes a mockery of the whole thing, right? If we didn't have gender separated sports, We would not have any professional female athletes at all, anywhere, period. Think of it that way. If we didn't have men's and women's soccer, would a single woman on the planet make a national team? No. The answer is no. We all know it. But these, you know, they've called us expert witness. She goes, oh, you can't categorically say that. You know, I don't even know why. How are you even supposed to deal with this level of lunacy? because you could find some exception i mean is is it is it discrimination to think that you know you, you build you build helmets you know you have one helmet per person when you you know get get into a uh, you know a, a helicopter let's say in the military or whatever right is it discrimination that one helmet per, well well there is such a thing as conjoined twins and you could have you know a person who has two heads So it is assuming that, you know, when you have a headrest on your airplane, it's for one head, but you could have a person that has one body and two heads. So you see how crazy this gets? Yeah, you can always find some exception. I think conjoined twins is like, you know, one in 10 million or something. I mean, it's statistically super, super rare. But we can't make policy based off one in a billion or one in 10 million. That's crazy. And in this case, they're they're being willfully ignorant. They're pretending the libs on this trans sports issue are pretending to be dumber than they are because that's the only way they can continue to advance the argument. Uh, Every one of us, we sit here and we say, uh, you know, can't we all see this? I don't know. I think they're deep in the cult. I honestly think that there are a lot, something like 20 or 30 percent of... Americans, all Democrats are like, men don't have a biological advantage over women in sports no one is so dumb they believe that, right? but no, I guess some libs are
1: Or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Who's there for heroes or the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is severely injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless veterans and who helps our nation to never forget 9-11? Let me tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation.
0: The Foundation's gold star, fallen first responder, smart home, and homeless veteran programs comprise... They're in the line of duty programs. They're all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families.
1: The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America in so many ways. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute's educating kids in K-12 through 12 grades to help our nation keep its vow to never forget.
0: More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at t2t.org. That's t the number 2 t.org.